two things. Mm-hmm. One, better in Spanish. Two, <laughs> one of my favorite. The movie has like a million one-liners and like a million. Jo- like this is one of the most memed-out movies because, and, and not even in an annoying way. Like like a B movie got got memed out in a very annoying way. But robots hasn't. It, like all the memes that have come out have been great. One of my favorites is like. Uh, it's like uh, this was kind of dark, but like there's like a meme that, that says uh, um, when your grandpa without when you when you throw a punch to your grandpa with Alzheimer's and you reset him, and then they put like Big Well, like oh Big Well, that's so fucked up. Oh god, yeah, things like that. <laughs> so yeah, there's a ton of like of like. Uh, of like upgrades, people upgrades. They they memed out that, that clip as well. That's so fucked uh, up, though. Yeah, uh, like now ro- robots is good. It's it's aged well. Uh, a little cliche, but in a, in a good way, I think. <laughs> uh, Grandpa's Alzheimer's in the afternoon. So what the fuck? Okay. I'm big world. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Come on, you also, got to go. Also, I freaking love that he comes in surfing in a domino piece like that. I feel like after watching that movie, I, I had like a weird fixations with Domino's. Like it, it's do- that movie did something. Domino sales went up uh, 110%. Fun fact. No way. I don't know. No, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but it sounds uh, true. It sounds true. And that that's really all that matters. Uh, number seven. Uh, if you must blink, do it now. Because my number seven is Kubo and the Two Strings. Shit. I completely, okay. for, completely, completely forgot this movie existed, didn't you? Yes, it did. <laughs> I was like, which no, one is uh, this? Oh, yeah. Kubo oh, uh, and Two Strings is a movie made by Laika, who also did Coraline, who also did Paranorman, and who did uh, the, the Mystic Link. They're a great animation studio. Product of a nepotism baby, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we won't hold that against him, you know, since, since you know, he's, 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 he's doing well. Did you know that? No. So the so the creator of Leica Studios, who did uh, Coraline and Paranormal and all those, he's the son of uh, Phil Spencer, the 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 founder of Nike, of Nike. Yeah. Oh shit! That, so is, that son, is nepotism. If there's ever been nepotism, did I did I say Phil Spencer? I meant I, I said it wrong. I think Phil Knight, something Knight. Yeah, yeah. His son is Travis Knight. He's the creator of like a studio. So he basically went to his dad and he's like, "Hey, dad, you made a lot of money on shoes. Can I can I start a film studio?" And they were like, "Sure. What the fuck else are we supposed to do?" So he just did that. Tax write offs, man. Tax write offs. I mean, I mean, the movies are great. Like, I will I will not hold them back on that. So that's 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 great. Um, but yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings is the only is the first and only movie that uh, Travis Knight directed. So he's the creator of the studio and he directed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, based uh I, I i don't know if it's based on like an old story or, or, or something but it is visual gold like it is one of the most striking most beautiful movies ever and the fact that it's all made with like cgi not, not, not cgi but like puppetry and 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 uh stop motion animation and very little cgi is used uh is great the voice acting is great um the story how how it's told is is wonderful um there's so much uh, here today. It is the closest thing we have to a Legend of Zelda movie because it feels like it, every time that he goes for for a piece of the armor, it feels like going through through a dungeon in in Ocarina of Time. Um, it's a great story about uh, parents and kids and growing up and and going on this high big adventure. It's a great adventure movie. I see it as an adventure before seeing it as an animated movie. Uh, remember when we did weathering with you, and you said that uh, that uh, I could frame one of these one of these shots, like uh, like in a in in a in a room. People would be like, "This is a nice looking piece of art." Like I could do the same thing with Kubo, hmm. and uh, and it's great. Freaking love Kubo and the Two Strings, and uh, it sucks that it didn't make enough money. It sucks that it didn't it didn't win the Oscar because it is again one of the most striking, most beautiful movies I think I've seen maybe ever. And uh, that's why it's on the list. And I freaking love Kubo and the Two Strings. Do you think uh, the fact that Kubo didn't win and it went to... I'm going to assume the year that year probably went to a generic Disney film. Am I right? Uh, that year, 2016. What won 2016? Was it Into the Spider-Verse? No, that was later. Um, 
let me see. Academy Award for Best Animated Feature 2016. Uh, that was Utopia. So generic Disney film. I mean, Utopia is good, but I think Kuma Two Strings is like way better. No, but I'm saying like, so the people that vote on this, they have to be part of the Academy. Do you think they don't want to watch animated films? So they just vote. What's the what's the Disney? One? Okay, that one, that one. Okay, next. I hundred percent. I hundred percent think it's that. Yeah. God damn it. Um. Shit. Well, I mean, maybe it's worth a rewatch. Mm, it is. Going back to watch it. Um. Yeah. So number six. Yeah. Okay, number six. Number six, I believe was an and it was an honorable mention for your list as well. Uh, but for me, it's. I mean, damn! It, this movie made me cry. <laughs> Uh, especially in the very end. Uh, Pixar's Coco. Okay, nice. Yeah, this film, uh, one, made me proud. It was nice to see a positive representation of our culture that wasn't overly stereotyped or, like, done in any degree of malice. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's stuff in there that every, like, Hispanic slash Latino slash, like, South, like, you can relate to this, whether it's the music, the the tradition you know the day of the dead and all that the overbearing family (laughs) the chancla the overbearing family everything it was just you can tell this was honest to god a real labor of love done by pixar because they went to mexico they studied the culture they asked questions is this accurate is this okay can we do this yeah and they went for it um there were never there was never a moment in this film that i felt like it was disingenuous or like they were just trying no like they weren't just trying to cash in on like oh latinos we need to cash in on them no this film felt like it was an effort and i and i appreciated it and i respect it um i really appreciated this film coco and again the the story who amongst us does not have a grandmother that they they kind of wonder you know what was your life like when you were younger what was what's your story you know growing up every family has something in them uh in this particular case you know oh the grandpa left and never came back that's not the whole story and you get to watch that whole thing unravel um just from beginning to end also one of the cutest animated pups i've ever seen in my life dante uh, yeah <laughs> i mean that's come on dante that, that's a perfect name but yeah yeah um just the whole film is great from beginning to end especially the song and i remember at the very end i balled up and i cried because she was a grandmother she was an old lady but she got to see her dad yeah and just like oh fuck like that mm. yeah that, that, we that. tend to forget that like all people you know were kids at some point were teenagers were rebellious were had their whole life their, their own adventures yeah, their yeah. Whole lives. yeah. So, so to see this grandmother just like oh man that, that. reconnect there yeah 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 one of my favorite uh scenes that i consider to be one of the most accurate is like there's a scene where like at the start where he's talking about the family and he sits down to eat and one of his aunts just just, just go like just, just goes like hey mijito i brought you some tamales and it's like how many do you want and he's like no no i'm full and he's like how many do you want and he goes <laughs> three he's like good here you go like that <laughs> i would have more accurate is... if she just said if she put like 10 of them here you go you're too skinny yeah, yeah like something <laughs> like that uh also i don't know why it became like a like like like, like a thing in animation that like uh latino boys have that red hoodie all the time mm-hmm. but it's true at some point we all have that red hoodie because <laughs> like they did it here literally in star versus the voice of evil and it's like no 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 no, it's true it's true you don't have to call us out like that but it's true um <laughs> yeah uh no there's there's a lot to like in coco and uh there's, there's very little to this like uh the music is excellent too um yeah it's great uh <laughs> This is why we should have done a top 20 or top 30 because I want to talk about all these movies, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> God. Okay. We said six, right? Uh, yes, number six. All right, number six. My sec- uh, Another yeah. movie by director Mamoru Hosoda, who also did Wolf Children and Bell. This was technically his first movie, not counting the Digimon movie, which, uh, you know, it's a lot of directors, not just him. Uh, but his first, like, full feature, it's a little movie called The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Okay, so the girl who leapt through time, it's a coming of age story. You know how I'm a sucker for those. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a movie about this girl who, uh, you know, has this uh, has this normal life. You know, she goes to school. She goes to high school. She is not a very good student. And she has these two guy best friends 
uh, and she has her family. Uh, and it all it all starts when uh, her family just asks her to bring uh, this or this shipment of fruit to one of her aunts. And they say, your aunt's a little kooky. She's a little crazy, but go visit her to spring her this. And she kind of hits herself. She's, she's riding her bike through the slope and she kind of like goes flying. She hits herself and she's about to hit the subway. And when she, and she discovers that when she jumps and she like rolls in the air, she goes back in time. And so she starts doing this like every teenager for evil. And then she learns her lesson. I, I, I feel like, you know, we've seen this, you know, careful what you wish for kind of story. We've seen it in other things, but this is one of my favorite examples of, of it being done. Uh, Mako, I think it's her name. Uh, no, uh, what's her name? Uh, Makoto. Uh, she's so lovely. She, you want to root for this girl because she is like a real, she feels like a real character. Not, not because she, because she's not perfect. She can be selfish. She can be a little, a, a little over her head. Um, she used, she starts using the powers for like, not for good. She starts doing it to, to like get better grades in school. She starts doing it to, to like get, go, go ahead on, on, on her allowance. Uh, she starts basically using this for, for, you know, exactly what a teenager would do. But then there's a little twist and that twist is so good and so wonderful that I'm not even going to spoil it. And it becomes, you know, it's both a sci-fi and a rom-com and a coming-of-age story, and it is great. And uh, I, I think it's one of the most accessible uh, anime films ever made. I think Hosoda has made a career of making accessible anime movies, and this is this is, this is probably my favorite. This is, this and Wolf Children are my two favorites by him, although it is really hard to pick a favorite. Um, but yeah, uh, Girl Corrupted Time is great. Also, great in Japanese, great in English. The English stuff is beautiful. One of the most lovely English dubs ever. Spanish dub is equally as good. Um, give me one second. Take your time. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's uh, my number six. The girl who leapt through time. It's great. Jeez. Okay. So now we're getting to some kind of territory now, mate. We're getting to our top fives. It's so hard. Fuck. It's so hard, and it's not gonna, okay. It's not gonna be hard for me because there are movies that we've discussed in the past, yeah, uh, or that at least that people are aware. <clears throat> so, it, I feel like yours is gonna be less predictable than mine. I feel like since I gave away what I didn't put on the list, it's gonna be kind of easy to put in, fill in what I what I put in my top five. But I'm more interested in hearing about yours. So I I know for it. sure one of your top five. I know one for sure. Are you sure? I'm, I can guarantee I can guess at least one of them. I'll write it down right now if you want me to. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I'll write it down. All right, write, write it down, and then when and then when if I mention it, just pull the paper like like on like on to the screen. Let me see. I will do it. All right. Um. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Give me your number five. Number five. Uh, number five is a bit of a cheat. It's three movies. You're not gonna guess. There's no way. It's not a trilogy. No. Are you sure? Yes. What do you think it is? I'm curious. I think I don't want to ruin it, but is it How to Train Your Dragon? No, I. I you don't train enough. I never got into How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. All right. All right. No. Tell me. So it's not Toy Story. So yeah. What is it? So it's a it's a trilogy of films that are not related but are totally related. I know that sounds weird. Okay. Um. Three films. Dragon Ball Z, Broly, the Legendary Super Saiyan. Dragon Ball Super, Broly. <laughs> Hold on. And then Z, D, DBZA, Broly. Movie 13, Broly. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Do you know what Go DBZA is? Abridged? Yeah. yeah the Dragon Ball Z. Have you seen the abridged version of Broly? Uh, no. I've seen a couple episodes of, 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 of DBZ Abridged, but never like the full thing. So I got more into I got more into Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged than, than <laughs> DBZ Abridged. So it's so yeah. dumb, but like all three of these films are like very similar, but so fat, vastly different. It's and if that sounds so like back ass words, that's what I'm saying. But these films are so nuts, I can't help but love all three of them in their own unique way. 
Dragon Ball Z, Broly Legendary Super Saiyan is like the original hour, like 10 minute DBZ film. Up until that point, the longest film where Broly is like Goku and Vegeta, they're Super Saiyans, not a motherfucker. This is the legendary one that they always talked about. This is the one that would have taken it to Frieza and beat him. Um, and it's just, it's, it's crazy because it's kind of boring at the beginning. There's this weird subplot of like, we're going to kill Vegeta, but like he hates Goku because he used to cry as a baby and all this other stuff. It's weird. But the second Broly like turns it on, it's on 11. He, he, and I, I can't quote DBZA uh, good enough. He opens up a grade A can of, of GMO free, free trade certified can of whoop ass, beating the living shit out of guys that we, Planet Busters, all right? Four or five Planet Busters, and he's just knocking them around like they're nothing. This dude is taking it to them like it is no one's business. And that's just that film. We're not going to talk about the sequels because those all suck. Now, Dragon Ball Super Broly, like it was the third Dragon Ball Super film to go into theaters. But I just remember having so much fun watching not just the fight scenes, but Broly is a very layered character. This character that's been abused emotionally and physically, this character that's being used as a weapon, a, a soft figure that doesn't want to fight. Um, arguably it's his film. It's not Goku or Vegeta's, it's Broly's film. They very much like add layers to him. And then to see him take it to Goku, Super Saiyan Blue Goku, Super Saiyan uh God as uh the God version gets yeah. the shit. He gets Holt. He gets Loki'd. Yeah. By Broly at one point. Fucking Vegeta, maybe the most badass he's ever looked, takes it to Broly and is able to hold his own up until a certain point. And then you even get Gogeta. And even then, they struggle. They have to go. Gogeta has to go Super Saiyan Blue to take it to this guy. And even then, he barely ekes out the win. And Broly doesn't die. He gets wished away. It's just, it's this great new, it's this great, like, layered film. Also, Frieza gets the shake beat out of him. It's just, it's great. It's great all the way. Um, and lastly, and then lastly, the abridged version, which is funny and it makes sense. And they build on all these tropes that they had all throughout the show. You know, but dad, what about Frieza? Fuck him. Or what about Sal? Fuck him. <laughs> like, there's so much to it. And it's still so funny. They even make a point of saying, of, of Goku, he makes a funny reference. Hey, guys, guys, I'm a level with you. Like, does anyone else want this to stop? Yes, please, please make it in. All right. <laughs> Give me all your energy and I'll end it in one punch, man. And <laughs> <laughs> like Trunks and Gohan and Piccolo are like, here, here, here. And uh, Goku's like, now Vegeta, I know what you're thinking. Fuck it, you have my energy. Now go. Thanks, best buddy. No. <laughs> Just, it all works. And like, th these movies are dumb. But they're so much fun, and I love them all. <laughs> so that's my number five is a cheat. It's it's Dragon Ball Z and Insert Broly. Well, God damn it, Napa. So, <laughs> no, no, I, I totally expected you to pull some shit like this. <laughs> and and I'm okay with it because I know how happy it makes you. So it's good. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So that's that's your number five, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it in a completely different direction for number five, okay? All right. My number five is, is the only Pixar movie on my list. And 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 that is, uh, it's Soul. I, I, I put Soul on the list. Yeah. Really? Above Inside Out? I was oh, yeah, that's right. That was in your honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, so Soul... Uh, it's relatively new, came out like what a year, two years ago, and my god, it keeps it keeps building. Uh, I see Soul as like a spiritual successor to Inside Out, it's like a spiritual sequel, same director, same uh, wacky concept of uh, of uh, of the of our insights of our afterlife. Probably the most, probably the smartest that that, that Pixar has been, the most touching that Pixar, that Pixar has been. Uh, this is to me. You know, uh, we can see Toy Story as like the thing that put them on the map uh, and, and the thing that, that, that they just kept on growing. We can see uh, Coco as like a really, really wonderful film about, 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 about our culture. We can see all the movies being good about different things. Soul, I consider to be Pixar's magnum opus. I don't think that's the best that they're ever going to be. Um, I, I, if they can beat themselves up on this one, I, I will be shocked. Because it is really a movie for everyone. It, it is a movie that that uh, it, it, it's witty. It, it has a lot to say. Uh, it's 
it's sweet, it's charming, it, it, it's a little trippy. <laughs> it's probably the darkest that Pixar has been. Uh, it's got a cat. Uh, there's really very little to dislike, and I, I freaking love Soul. Uh, probably the most the most uh, realistic that a Pixar movie has ever looked. That like you can see some shots of New York City, and you can it almost looks legit. feel like they're yeah, it looks legit. It feels like you're watching a live action movie. And I'm not saying that that animated movies are only good when they feel live action. Your last entry will prove me will prove otherwise. But this is just so good. This is as this is, I think as perfect as a movie can get, and yeah, there's kind of you can't beat it. It's so good. It's it's so uh, sweet and so amazing. I I I I am left out of compliments because of how good Soul is. Um, so yeah, I, I I just you know I have no criticisms. It's it's a perfect movie, and that's my number five. Yeah. And also, great film that uh, helps. I think the same way you mentioned one time uh, Inside Out is being used to help talk to kids about their emotions and whatnot. Like, which yeah. one are you feeling? The toys? The money? This one is good to talk about them about the, about uh, uh, the end of life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's a great introduction. Like, it's like, yeah. hey, like we're gonna talk about like this subject that happens to fucking everybody. Yeah. Because I mean, the first time you talk about it, it's scary. Totally. Yeah. Um, so number, it's worth it. Yeah. Four. Yeah, but it's good though. Mm-hmm. Number four, right? Four. Yeah, four. Number four is a bit of a cheat again. <laughs> but okay. I, look, it was released as a two part film, but in reality, it's one movie. All right. The Dark Knight Returns, the animated one. Okay. Yeah. It's, have, it's, it's one movie. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have the comic too. The yeah. man, like this film is. It was great. It was, I think, might be one of the first really adult takes on Batman animated. Like, like it's not like, oh, like we're gonna cuss a little more. Like, no, this gets dark and gritty and ugly. Yeah. You see Batman using the batarangs have always been used to like, oh, I'm not gonna no, these are fucking knives. I'm gonna put them in your goddamn hand. You see how brutal Batman can be at times. You see him reclaiming the cowl, because most other stories are Batman in his prime. You know, or, or him just starting out, or he has rock, like something along those lines. This is a Batman who's 55 years old, who's been retired for 10 years, who's trying to get back in, who he has an addiction. He can't change who he is. There's a great part of this where he faces off with Clayface. And he even says, I guess neither of us can escape who we really are. And it's, he's, he's Batman. Essentially, that's what it comes down to. There's some great action sequences with him versus the, the mutant gang leader. You know, where he fights him intelligently, like great little things like that that are awesome. You know, uh, Alfred says, you know, sir, he's going to kill you. He's in his prime. Like, you can't keep up with him. And he says, he even says, like, my fuck up, my mistake was I tried to match his brutality. I have to fight him smarter. You know, we're both slow when, when we're knee deep in mud, you know, cutting him. You know, that's the right cut that makes it bleed. You're dead. Now you can't use your deltoid. You don't get it, son. This is not a mud hole. This is an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Yeah fucking brutal and then in the second part him facing off with with superman arguably not arguably easily the best batman versus superman fight that's ever been put to film you yeah. fucking heard me like i know what i'm saying when i say that i but agree I'm saying it i agree um yeah. the, i mean if he had just copied that fight scene shot for shot i would have been happy everyone would have been happy um but nonetheless incredible film great score uh just all the way around great movie i the dark knight returns is a must watch for any batman film i 100 percent agree i uh, i it, that's one of the few batman comics that i own and mm-hmm. uh you know that that soliloquy that when he's fighting superman he goes uh, i want you to remember me as the man who beat you yeah uh that it's almost shakespearean like it's it it's it's great mm-hmm. um yeah i'm surprised that's the batman movie you went with i i i knew for a fact you were gonna have at least one but i i thought it would be like return of the joker or or um or even uh mask of the phantasm but this this good out of left good uh out of pocket good nice <laughs> thank you nice. uh you my good sir you're number four four We've discussed this movie. We've reviewed this movie. Don't look at the papers. It's not the one you think. Uh, 
one of the sweetest uh, movies that also manages to be really dark and yet it's one of the most, it's probably the last human movie that I have on my list. And that is a silent voice. Um, oh yeah. So a silent voice, you know, we've talked about it. We we've reviewed it together. Um, there was a, a moment where you told me like, Hey, I want to watch more anime. I was like, you'll watch this. It's going to be a fucking trip. You're going to fucking, you're going to fucking cry. Um, and it is a movie that for all the goods and reasons, it should be a live action because there, there's nothing that requires it to be animated and yet it's animated and it's a hundred percent better because of it. It's a story about this girl who is, uh, who can't, uh, who can speak, uh, sorry, sorry, who can't, who can't hear she's deaf and she gets bullied. And we see the story of the bully of what happened to him. He regrets it. He's hurt. He's pained by it. He offers, uh, he offers to say to say sorry, but he doesn't feel like it's enough, and he hates himself for it. He wants to improve himself. He wants to, and 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 it and it asks a big, complicated question: Does he deserve to be forgiven? Does he deserve to move on? This movie has one of the smartest uh, gags, uh, visual gags, or or like you can call it a gag, you can call it a. a something but like those x's that, that that appear on people's faces the 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 fact that he feels like they're there because he he doesn't allow himself to connect with anyone else uh it's one of the most uh heart-wrenching hard to watch movies that i feel like it's an important movie to see and uh the fact that it's animated just makes it like a hundred percent better uh the japanese uh, voices are great the english dub is great uh it manages to have a a bit of uh, some funny scenes in it, um, but it's lovely it, and it's wonderful. And it is uh, one of those experiences that I feel like everyone must have at least once in their in their movie watching experience. So love it, love it, love it. Silent Voice number four. All right. Okay. So number three is a bit of cheating. I remember I tried to make a rule uh, mm -hmm. where I would not use any two films from the same property. Yeah. Fucking, it's my top 10 list. I'll break my rule. Uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. There it is. Is number three. Because it, it had to be. It had to be. Like, it was going to be on there. It wasn't if, it was where. And I'm surprised it's <laughs> it's so high. Um, but Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, it's one of the first uh, DVDs I ever bought when I was a kid. And I remember I bought, like, the rated T for teen version, the darker version. You know, that actually had... Fun fact, folks. The, uh, the anime... The version that's shown on tv which fair enough the harder version to get is the one where the joker he doesn't get shot by the thing i think he like falls and like he falls into wires and gets like electrocuted but like off camera like it's nowhere near as violent whereas in the one that i bought when uh he gets shot by tim drake he dies from the bullet wound like essentially i bought the more violent version of the film um and man, it was like the first dark animated film I ever saw in my life. That that made me go, "Wow, this is this is mm, this is crazy!" Like, because bear in mind, when you grow up watching, you know, Batman the animated series, when you grow up with Superman the animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and all that jazz, you're not used to that kind of stuff. So when you finally do see all this dark stuff, I mean, it slaps. It it's it it resonates with you. It just it it's different. It hits different. Um, that said, though, I would say this is going to sound weird. I think there's serious pause for who is the better Batman, Bruce Wayne or Terry McGinnis. And this film is the case for Terry McGinnis. He has to be Batman. He has to take on the, the worst guy. There's a great story. The Joker is back at his worst. And it, 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 it's partially a mystery, too. Who is the Joker? Who's playing him? How are they playing him? You know, and I thought, oh, yeah, it's Tim Drake. But then it's like, no, Tim Drake doesn't know he's being the Joker. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And there's just so much to it. And I mean, from beginning to end, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, it's just a great animated film. You even see how great it looks, you know, in comparison to the show. The show does not slouch, but this film is great. It should have been in theaters. It really should have. The fact that it wasn't is a shame. But... Yeah, that's gonna be my number three, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. One of uh, one of my favorite Harley Quinn one-liners mm -hmm. is when uh, when they have like the little Joker and he goes, uh, 
He goes, baby, go get mom, go get mommy's bazooka. <laughs> Just Jesus Christ. Freaking, freaking love that line. Uh, no, I, I called it. I called it. I knew. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. Oh God. Um, my number three, I will be shocked if it's not on your list. I will be pissed off if it's not on your list. So you have two spaces to either, you know, remember that it's there to prove me wrong or you completely forgot it existed because I refuse to believe it's not on your list. Right. My number three was one of the first movies that ever made me cry as a kid. And to this day, it still hits me. And that is the iron giant. Motherfucker. That's my number two. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we're gonna knock out two entries of one shot. I'm now. All right, all right. So, look, what can we say about the Iron Giant that hasn't been told before? Is it like emotionally manipulative? Is it is it a is it a story that you don't realize takes place at a different time when you're a kid and then you grow up and you're like, holy shit, this was about the Russians? And <laughs> like, what Cold about War propaganda? Everything. It's about so many things. It's about so many. <clears throat> Uh, human, wonderful things. And and Brad Bird, who directed this movie and then went on to have this wonderful career where he did uh, The Incredibles and he did, he, he, he's done uh, all these, all these incredible movies, started with this. This is the movie that proved that animation could be heavy and, and, uh, and you know, uh, impactful. Uh, parents love this movie. Uh, kids love this movie. It's a movie that everyone has fond memories of because it's it was so unique. Uh, and, you know, we we we, we talked about uh, um, uh, Road to El Dorado and how uh, it's CGI kind of mesh one uh, great. Same thing with this, and it's a story about a boy in this giant role, and that that's all you need. But yet they decided to like surround it with a with a real world events and and growing up. It, it's coming a fake story. It's about it's about a single mom. It's about this struggling artist. It's about a lot of things that both kids and adults can get into. This is a movie that has survived the test of time because of how weirdly perfect it is. And uh, the 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 Iron Giant uh, floating away into space, sacrificing himself for mankind, while saying, "I am Superman." is one of the lasting images of our generation and it deserves to be talked about and remembered. And that's why it's my number three on the list. And apparently you're number two. So go ahead, man. Hogarth. God, this movie did so much. Um, it's crazy because the iron giant was more human than most humans. He, he was like a kid who on a pure basis uh, knew only compassion, how to love it's, it's like you said, a boy in this giant robot, but it's, there's something pure about that. I just remember also being creeped out by the agent and what a like, like this guy's a predator, like this yeah. guy's a monster. It's as Cold War vibes. Even even the scene where he where uh, I remember I like thinking it's committing justice at some point. Uh, you know, screw my country, I want to live, and then he crashes yeah. and I'm trying to stop him. Make sure he stays here like a good soldier. <laughs> and you, you know, and and the darkness of it. Like, should we get to a bunker? It's not going to make a difference. Like, it's going to hit yeah. here. And uh, the Iron Giant choosing to make this sacrifice. You know, that that sad moment where you know you remember earlier in the film, Hogarth tells him like, you know, I go, you stay. The yeah. giant saying, you know, I go, you stay. You know, yeah. no follow. Just like it breaks your heart. And you see the 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 innocence that that the Iron Giant has. Um, we know when it comes to the gun, the firearm, and he starts to turn on his weapons, and it's just like, you know, you don't have to be a gun. You are who you choose to be. Choose. Yeah. Like, yeah. like as pure as it comes. And Hawkeye is just like, he's ready to get shot, but he's willing to bet that this that this Take robot... It, yeah. yeah, but he's willing to bet that he's not going to do it. And you see this remorseless, this remorseful giant, gentle giant that there's ever been one. Yeah. Um, I just remember it, and I love the fact that there was never a sequel to this, because the fact that he puts himself back together, I would like to believe he goes back and finds Hogarth, and I'd like to believe that they continue to live there. I'd like to believe that that's what I love in some some film, is the ending is upbeat, and you can only imagine what the future holds. There were rumors that they were going to do an Iron Giant 2. Thank God they didn't, but I love what this story was, what it is, the lessons we're able to take from it and what it continues to be. 
this is a film that will transcend generations because I didn't grow up during the Cold War, but I still found a lot in this film. I can only imagine my kids will someday as well. Yeah, it's a it's a movie that will live forever. Definitely. Generally. Generally. So my number uh, two, your number three. What's your number two? Uh, call it uh, call it the fact that I, I it's new. Call it the fact that it's it's endlessly rewatchable. Call it call it what you want, but. I already put that on my put that on my uh, honorable mentions. Was it? Yeah. But same director, same studio. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, is my fuck! Two. Son of a bitch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Spider Man into the Spider Verse is my number two. I know it's a relatively new movie. I know that it it it, it hasn't stood the test of time yet but jesus christ uh as a kid that grew up loving spider-man like what batman was to you as a kid spider-man was to me as a kid mm-hmm. okay uh i grew up watching the cart the the 90s cartoon i grew up watching the 90s uh the the, the 2000s mtv weird ass 3d cgi cartoon i grew up with the toby Maguire movies i grew up with the ps1 spider-man game i had a little, uh, it, it, it was like a cape with a mask and, 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 and it was a Spider-Man mask. I had a figure of Spider-Man. Spider-Man was my life as a kid, okay? And then, I, and then what a wonderful thing that was a thing that just kept going. As a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult, I kept loving Spider-Man because he refused to go away. And how amazing it was that, that I got to see a movie like this in theaters, that I got to hear... Uh, I got to see all of these Spider-Man coming together and uh, being the same story that the animation was one of the most revolutionary things of the new millennium, that the voice acting is great, that the score is great, that it's a movie that understands uh, multiverse theory, that understands uh, what makes a character tick, what makes a character be timeless. Uh, a lot of people felt that when they saw uh, No Way Home, I-, I felt that when I saw this. To me, this is still the best Spider-Man movie ever made. It is probably in the top three best superhero movies ever made. And it is in my top two of my favorite animated films ever. Because it is a movie that understands its source material, understands what we want to see, and understands the character, how much we love it, and how different they can be. Okay? I adore the shit out of, the, out of this movie. I want to take this movie's animation and inject it into my veins. Okay. When people say that, oh, you know, uh, and, and how, how much of an insult was to, to, to a directors when they, when, after they made this movie and they won an Oscar for it, they studios came up to them and be like, Hey, you guys are ready to make real movies. You can make live action movies. Now it's like, no, this is best picture material. This is, a movie that is better than a live action movie because it's going to last for the test of time. It's going to be awesome. This is one of the few movies that I own the steelbook version of. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I bought a 4k TV, this was the first movie I saw in it. This is the last movie that mattered. Okay. I mean, release, release timeline. Yeah. Um, And I, I love it. You know, I cannot wait for the sequel this year. I cannot wait for. Apparently, they're making a series. Uh, oh God, like I, I, I would, I would hear this Spider-Man mythos being told over and over, and I cannot wait to see more of it. But if this is the only one we get, then we got a real perfect one, mm-hmm. and that's why number two is Into the Spider Verse. Damn. Oh, yeah. okay. I really missed the ball on that one. <laughs> All right. I was so sure. I was like, recency bias, but I can't believe it's this high. Um, damn. Okay, so number one animated film. Bear in mind, number one again, animated film. Uh, How are you gonna cheat this time? I'm not gonna cheat. I, this is legit. This is not a Toy Story like reference. Um, okay, so my number one is a film. Oh yeah, honorable mention. Wally. I can't believe I forgot that one. Such such so okay. much heart. Uh, my number one is a film that the four main actors in this in this movie. Right, I don't know them by any other film, but I know them strictly by the characters in this film. This film has one of the greatest covers ever put. This film is also has possibly one of the most memeable, if not the most memed animated character in history. I'm talking about Shrek 2. 
Shema is now prolapsing in his laughter. Okay. All right. <laughs> Completely forgot about Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so Shrek 2. Look, man, Mike Myers, some people know him as, as, uh, for, as, uh, yeah, what's the one, uh, where he's, uh, he's like a band leader of some sort? Band leader? He's he's yeah, Wayne's World. Some people know him as Wayne. Some oh, people okay. know him as Austin Powers. Some people know him as a guy from SNL. As far as I'm concerned, that motherfucker is Shrek and will only ever be Shrek. Some people know Eddie Murphy for his comedy. They know him for some of his films that aren't great. I strictly know him as Donkey. Some people know Cameron Diaz as whatever the fuck she's ever done. I strictly know her as Princess Fiona. Antonio Banderas, I know him for a few things, but mostly Puss in Boots. Also, Fight Me When I Say I Need a Hero is not a song that we all have listened to on multiple occasions. This yeah. movie is great, but it's not just great because it's a good story. It also turns so many cliches on their heads. When it comes to, like, Fairy Godmother being evil, when it comes to the king, you know, they, they lived happily after and far, far away. Motherfucker, that's not, like, an ending phrase. That's the place. The kingdom of yeah. far, far away is a fucking kingdom. Also, <laughs> Starbucks. They have an old, ye old navy. They have all this product placement. Rapunzel is an actual like princess there. Prince Charming yeah. is a bastard. Uh, the fairy godmother is again a villain, and I'd argue maybe the best animated villain ever ever made, possibly. Like I'll I'll top, stack top her up three, against yeah. anyone. Yeah. Um, also, though, it, like it, it flips so many archetypes on his head, and I'll particularly call him out. It flips a lot of Disney archetypes on its fucking head, like in so many ways. Uh, there's even one scene where, like, she breaks it down and says, look, Snow White, no ogre. Cinderella, no ogre. Snow White. Like, just all these, you know. Pretty uh, woman. No ogre. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel, but the pretty woman. No, no, no. Ogres don't get happy endings. What better lesson to teach kids than it doesn't matter who you are, you deserve a happy ending. Yeah. What better lesson? The, the, the thematicness of it, where Shrek is willing to do whatever it takes for Fiona. He makes himself look human for her. He's willing to sacrifice the swamp and everything because he loves her. And in the end, she says, no. She rejects everything he, and says, I want to be happy with the ogre I married. Yeah. You know, thus cementing the lesson from the first film, but also expanding on it. This film also expands a lot on on their relationship you know it's it's after the honeymoon phase it's making their relationship work and compromise also as a man who is now married that scene with the in-laws is fucking hilarious and i will never it will never not be hilarious um <laughs> it, it, it just it all hits so well and again like the frog like the frog prince in hindsight it's very clear to see he's the frog prince but, like, at the time, did anyone think that Harold was a frog? No. Also, like, the most, like, coked up LSD third act you can imagine. A giant gingerbread rushing the castle while I Need a Hero plays in the background. Like, it's the most fuck you, fight me part of this whole goddamn movie. <laughs> also, that weird funny joke where they run from one Starbucks across the street to the other Starbucks. Like, come on. <laughs> Go, Mongo, go! And 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 then this little hidden badass in Puss in Boots that takes it to Shrek and Donkey at one part is then, you know, he jumps off Donkey when they're rushing into the castle. Go, go! Your lady needs you. Go! And he holds off the knights and, like, this weird triumphant uh, uh, trumpet, you know, while he's battling these knights in, in this weird ballad. There's also a part earlier in the film where, you know, have you ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't fall in love with in that factory? You know, with again another yeah. great action sequence. There's so much good. There's nothing bad in this film. And it's rare that I can say that, but I can say that in this film. There's nothing yeah. bad. There's nothing I would change. This film was DreamWorks at its absolute best. I'd argue Pixar can look at this film and learn a thing or two. And that is saying something from me. Um to me. Like, God, I've never found myself going back and rewatching a film anywhere near as much as this one, animated-wise, yeah. at least. There's always something new to pick up. There's always something new and funny. Um, and it does everything a sequel is supposed to. Shrek 1 was great. Shrek 1 was awesome. But this 
might be a perfect sequel that elevates from the first one. I don't disagree. I think, uh, look, if you made a list of like your top 10 best comedies of all time, it's kind of hard to put an animated one there. I think Shred 2 would like slide into that list easily. <laughs> Because it's okay. it's not only just well done animated, it's it's a goddamn comedy riot. Like it is it's stupidly funny. That that scene with the with the trumpeter who's like playing them <laughs> like that gets me every single time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, you that's my number one film. And you know what's the worst part? And I'm gonna say it for the last time on this list, but better in Spanish. Uh God, I'd be dead of alcohol poison right now if I was actually taking shots. You know that, right? Yeah, well, that's that. That's what you get. Okay, so that's your number one. It's a good number one. It's a respectable number one. And uh, yeah, I'm so curious. My number one. Yours. It's not a surprise. Uh, I I thought this was the one that you wrote down because um, I don't shut up about this movie. Uh, we reviewed it. We talked about it, and uh, and I um, yeah, my number one is your name. And motherfucker. Yeah. So, oh God, what can I say? What's a new thing that I can say about your name that I haven't said before? Uh, not, not a lot. It's still perfect. I rewatched it. It's still perfect. <laughs> like to me, this is as great as you can do a coming of age story, a sci-fi story, an animated story, a story about growing up, a story about school and place and location. And, and uh, the, the soundtrack is great. The characters are perfect. The, 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 the romance it's romantic. I don't know what can I say. Like it's it's so it has all of these all of these values, and it does them in such a perfect way. It executes them in such a story that that can be you know taken by by teenagers, by adults, by by fans of the genre, by fans of the medium, and it's it's such a unique thing, and it's so it's so perfectly executed. To me, this is a perfect execution of a perfect idea. And I go back to it constantly because I am in awe of how, of how they, they took this idea and they executed so perfectly and it keeps working. The ending to this movie, it, it, it's as perfect to me as an ending can get. And it, it makes my heart beat every single time that I see it. I, every time that I'm in a subway, I think about the ending of the scene. I I grab I'm I'm holding on to one of the tubes or to, or to one of the hooks and I'm I see another subway that cross by like through the window and I just I, I think about this scene I every time I'm going up up and down a public stairs I think about this scene I, I think about this scene every time I go to a cafe I think about this scene every time I go to an Italian restaurant I think about this scene every time that I take a trip somewhere in a bus or something I think about this movie and I. It's so how amazing it is that the universe just sees these two people and it's like, Keith, like be together. Like I'm gonna move, like time and earth and and universe just to like make you two meet because you need to do this. Like uh, there's no explanation, there's no reason for this to happen, but it just happens, and it makes me wonder of how wonderful the the universe and magic and people can be, and I adore it for it. And it's it's one of those movies that like I see it and I'm like I'm so glad I'm alive, and uh, and it, it exemplifies everything that I love about the medium. It exemplifies everything that I love about film. It's all in this just one story. And uh, Shenka, you know, he he went on to do Weathering with You. He's having a new movie come out this year. Um, so you know he's 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 not out of a job. He he will keep giving us hits, but this one. It was a hit for a reason. And I'll keep coming back to it whenever I can. And that is my number one. Uh, I don't know if it'll change at some point, but I can guarantee you something. It's going to remain in the top three, probably for the rest of my life. And that is how I feel about your name. And that's my number one. And those are your dogs and they're barking. Guessing someone's walking outside. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Okay. So. This was, oof, man, this is what, almost, what, a two-hour podcast? Yeah. This might be our longest episode ever, actually. It's possible. And, yeah. So, again, list is subject to change. I could sit down and talk about all these movies for, like, a long time. But, you know, you have other things to do. 
I'm talking and, to the listeners. And I I'm ran out of like three. Wa- I'm on my third water bottle. I'm on my second cup of coffee. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, folks, so, yeah. So, as, as you what? can tell, we love animation. Animation deserves the respect of that, you know, live action movies get. And hopefully, you went out of the way to listen to this and you found maybe a movie that you liked, maybe a movie that you've never heard of. And now you might go watch it. And <laughs> that is the dream. That is what we want to share. With this movie, more people watch this and less people watch Morbius. So that is all I have to say about God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this list. Uh, do us a favor if you're listening to this on YouTube, comment below. What, what are some of your favorite animated films? Um, or you can message us, you know, if you want to have a chat or whatnot. Uh, feel free to listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Our YouTube channel is growing. I'm going to have some videos out in the next few days. Enjoy all that. Yeah. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for accepting our new schedule that we're very slowly uh, getting get, used get, getting to. used to it. And uh, hopefully it works out better for you. And hopefully, you know, this is an episode that you, you don't really need to have listened to our previous show. You could just be like, oh, animated films. Sure. I like those. I'll go for I'll go for a list of that um so yeah so that's this was great to do i don't know what's the next monster that, that we're, that we're going to try to tackle in this but hopefully you know it's less stressful than this one because this was a hard one maybe top 10 villains Ooh, i kind of want to do a top 10 favorite moments uh down i feel i feel like that would be like pretty interesting one to do but yeah so this was the rollback this was rollback rundown this was the top 10 list and we hope you enjoyed it so yeah Anything else you want to add before we sign off? No. Um, enjoy your animated films. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. My name is Chema. I've been Eddie. And this was the rollback.